Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to The Home Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. On today's episode, we're packing the suitcases while trying to not pack on the pounds. Oh, that was good, Kirsten. I like that writing. We're talking about all the travel coming up soon and how we can best prepare to hit the road and keep ourselves healthy. From convention strategies to kids' meal makeovers, we're talking to Liz Weiss of Liz's Healthy Table about how to plan for healthy eating while traveling. Plus, a love story about Metamucil, a road trip Egg McMuffin requirement, and what to do when the restaurant bartender just can't seem to make you a strong enough margarita. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome, everyone, to The Home Hour. All right. I have to apologize. So sometimes Kirsten writes our intros for us. Um, Sometimes I write them. Sometimes Kirsten writes them. And like... I, I kind of liked, I mean, I just had to insert it because there was a really good chiasmus in the intro. That's like, if for those of you not familiar with that, that's kind of the, um you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I've I like never that heard that said, word before. Say it again. Chiasmus. That's how I learned it in kind of speech classes, speech writing. Um, but the, but your specific one was on today's episode, we're packing the suitcases while trying not to pack on the pounds. It's kind of like if you visualize an X, the letter X, like you kind of, um, trying to think of another really good example. Like, I think you gave, well, we gave two. I, I think, think that was a good I example. I think people get speak. it. That's yeah. how like news anchors <laughs> write their teases. Anyway, I just, you know what? My hat's off to you, Kirsten. That was, some, <laughs> that was some good writing. It was a good intro, but it's true. Today we are really trying to not pack on the pounds when we travel. And Kirsten and I just got back from seeing each other for the first time. Oh, in a oh, full we're gonna get into year. all of that because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I got Ironically, home on the scale and packed on some pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about it in just a second. But first, we're gonna talk about how we stay healthy. When we're not traveling, we have a fabulous sponsor to talk to you guys about. We have Prep Dish back, and we are kind of loving this Prep Dish idea. And I think now that I am back and I'm refocused, um, I've got a couple good weeks. I actually have like six weeks before I even go on the road at all. So I'm going to get organized. And Prep Dish is great. Prep Dish is a meal planning service. Now, this is great. They're not sending you food. They're just helping you make better food at home, more organized, grocery shopping more organized, time-saving, more efficient in the kitchen. Um, It's a meal planning service where every week you're going to get an email with a grocery list and prep ahead instructions so all your meals are ready for the week. So basically it's like you sit down Saturday, you, you do all your grocery shopping, you pour a glass of wine, and you get to chopping and prepping and then come all the weekdays yeah that would be like sunday is your prep day right and then the weekdays literally you are cooking you're like throwing your meal together in t-minus five minutes it is so i mean i've been doing it for a few weeks now and the sweet founder allison her name is allison chaff and she is not only a chef but a dietitian and she sends you these just like darling emails that seem they're very personal and you just kind of feel like like it is kind of a buddy just helping you do some work for you um and i've really enjoyed it i actually just recently tried the um, turkey and zucchini lasagna and I actually thought it was pretty darn good my husband really enjoyed it and it was super healthy 
Awesome. Well, we have a special, uh, sorry, we have a special listener, a special deal for our listeners. Allison, the founder, is offering our listeners a two-week free trial. So obviously this is a no-brainer. If this sounds slightly appealing to you, go try it for, for two weeks. No big deal. You're going to want to go to preptish.com slash home hour. It's not the home hour. It's just home hour. Preptish.com slash home hour. And you can go ahead and Give, give this a try for two weeks for absolutely free. I mean, this is a, a pretty easy thing to commit to. Not it's a question. Like, people who listen to our show get a lot of free stuff. They do. <laughs> for the gift that keeps it's, on giving. It really is. All okay. right. Let's, Preptish, let's dive thank into thank you for helping us eat healthy while we're at home. Um, gosh, seriously, it's just about being organized, and this really helps you do that. But then we go on the road, and that's where we fall off the rails. That's where the trouble happens. Yeah. So Kirsten and I basically just came back from a conference. We went to the Mom 2.0 conference, which I'd never heard of before, but it's kind of um all the mom bloggers slash podcasters, although slash it's kind of a marketer, new... Slash marketer, slash media, slash lots and lots of sponsors and free stuff. Yeah. It was like a swag convention. I mean, Kirsten and I were kids in a candy store. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a selfie light. It is the coolest thing. Like, see, I've n- I never got into the selfie stick because I don't take selfies that often. However, the selfie light, if game you're ever, changer. it's a game changer. It's this little thing that clips onto the top of your phone. And I, it really is true. It makes you look gorgeous. It lights you up. From, Lighting is everything. We've known this. Yeah, but I didn't really never know where to place the light. And oh. this kind of like brainlessly solved the problem for me. Right, right. And um, and here's the here's the deal. So I've been a stay at home mom with like always doing a little bit of something on the side, but never really like a real job where I had like a lanyard. <laughs> there was something like I am officially an adult. I'm going to a convention and yeah. I'm going to get a little pencil pouch that has some company logo on it and it is going to make me happier than anything has ever made me so i had no idea you like swag as much as you do you're kind of a hooch for swag (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just because nobody had given me swag in so long it was there's sometimes things about you though that surprise me and that was one of those surprising things like they had this thing basically where you had to like go around to every sponsor there and like they put like a sticker on your you know piece of paper and kirsten insisted on going to every single one and it was i mean it was fun but it was a lot of work it was a lot of work but we had the chance to win a prada bag who who turns their back on a prada bag i'm not playing monopoly this year at safeway i've i have decided that is just i've become obsessed <laughs> with monopoly and then and that's like a time commitment and my kids get into it and this year i've decided like i can't even get the little the little things even though there's some of those instant coupons i've said no to monopoly this year so, I mean, I needed to have a little excitement in my life. And that was the form of possibly winning a Prada bag by going to all the sponsor booths. Yeah, um, but piece. enough yeah. enough about that. The real thing that happened was we ate food nonstop for three days and drank. Champagne just started at 10 a.m. The champagne did start flowing very early. That's true. One day we waited till noon. Because we had a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Which good times. Hindsight, we definitely should have had champagne at that business meeting. But, but the um, truth is, though, alcohol is the ultimate saboteur. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So you're going to hear Liz Weiss talk. She is a true dietitian, so she actually really knows her stuff. And she gives us tips and tricks and helps us not only with our children, but with ourselves when we travel. Because really, there is not much worse than going on a lovely vacation and by day three starting to just feel like 
things are off the rails. And that happens to me almost every single time I travel. Right. Right. And there were healthy options. We just, no, there was actually a lot of healthy options, to be honest. The food was actually really well chosen. It was nice, except um, we just ate a lot of it. It's like the (laughs) (laughs) the breakfast buffet. I mean... You just can't resist it. But I'm actually doing something really fun tonight, and I kind of want to tell you about it. I'm really, really excited. Okay. So um, we have a restaurant in our town, and it has been nominated for it's – a, it's a lovely restaurant, so I don't go there very often. In fact, we really don't go there that much at all. But every single year, the chef has been nominated for the James Beard Award for Best Restaurant. Wow. in the country right like and he's he's like i mean he's known for his name is frank stitt and he's been known for just kind of revolutionizing the town of birmingham and the restaurant scene i mean he's kind of the the father of the restaurant scene here but every year for the past like decade he's lost right okay so he's just continually lost but every year my father-in-law who is really really fun i think this is a kind of a cool idea has made a reservation at his restaurant for the night after the award ceremony, <laughs> hoping that like one year we're going to hit it big and like it's going to be a grand celebration. And like, I don't know if you remember Susan Lucci. She's the um, she was on um, what was the All My Children. It was a yeah. soap opera that yeah. was on. And like she was nominated. I think the joke was a, she she played Erica Kane. It was on ABC. It was a daytime talk show. And she was nominated for like the Emmy or something for like 20 years. And she never won. And she gained all this fame because of never winning, right? Long story short, these parties at this restaurant have always been like kind of wah, 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 because it's sad to eat at a restaurant the day after losing. But last night, they won. And tonight, they won. They won. And not only did they win, they won big. He won Best Restaurateur of the Year. And their dessert and pastry chef won like best dessert. So we're speaking. You're a dessert person. So that's awesome. So what's the name of the restaurant? It's Highlands Barn Grill, and it's oh, really I've been lovely. To Highlands, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Highlands yeah. is delicious. I know it's super delicious, and like they totally should have won years and years ago. But it's been kind of fun because, in a way, like uh, this makes me think of two things. One, this totally flies in the face of our guest today because I'm about to go gangbusters at dinner tonight because tonight's going to be a big night for dinner. But also, um, you know, sometimes losing can play in your favor, like because he's been continually nominated year after year after year like it's only built the hype right so yeah i'm getting getting my game on right and you know i mean like you and i haven't seen each other in a year we were definitely gonna go and have champagne and go and enjoy ourselves you know and and this is a big deal this is a you know a big award go and enjoy yourself i mean there's the exceptions obviously i think it's it's all the life. Oh, I'm just saying I'm ordering like appetizer, salad, entree, dessert, everything. I'm going, I'm going all in. Well, you have to support that pastry chef, obviously. That goes without saying. I know. I mean, that goes without saying, obviously. <laughs> so on that note, shall on we? That note, let's do it. We are so excited to welcome our guest today, Liz Weiss. Liz um, is the also a podcaster herself, and Liz hosts um, a podcast called Liz's Healthy Table. And we are excited to welcome her. She's going to talk to us about eating and traveling well with children and ourselves. So welcome, Liz. Okay, we are here now with Liz Weiss from Liz's Healthy Table, podcaster, blogger, registered dietitian, nutritionist, kind of just a great guru and a wonderful help to all of us at the home hour. So we're so excited. Thanks, Liz, for coming and joining us this morning. It's good to be here. 
Okay, we are going to talk. We have so much we could talk about that. With, oh, we could talk to you all day. Um, mm-hmm. Graham and I have, have <laughs> narrowing down a couple questions was really tricky for us. But we wanted to kind of focus specifically on what's coming up on a lot of our agendas is travel and how we stay healthy with travel. It's a good topic. And, and I, having traveled since I launched my new website and podcast a year ago, I have traveled so much and so i am in your world i can relate i've been to paris i've been to copenhagen i've been to california new hampshire and you name it and i can talk a lot about but it is it is tricky traveling um and graham and i well we've been planning our summers and this is a real concern so let's talk first of all let's talk about staying really close let's talk about road trips okay okay what Uh, what do you eat on the road yeah all right, are we in a judgment-free zone here? I have to be honest. I um, part of a road trip is you have to go to McDonald's and get an egg McMuffin. That is how I, every. That's road only trip... your part. Nobody mm-hmm. does that. Kirsten. No, that's how every road trip starts. <laughs> that is that is like the one time we go to McDonald's. Liz is rolling her eyes. I can feel it. I no no. We just said there was it was a no judgment zone. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm allowed to nothing. judge though. Yeah. <laughs> There's always an asterisk by that. Um, yeah. Okay. So Kirsten stops at McDonald's at least like four times. So we have fast food. We have small children. That's basically the frame that in the lens we want to look through is mm-hmm. we're traveling. We've got small children. We're trying to like cover ground we're trying to build in breaks i think a lot of parents like okay let's see we have four hours in the car we know we can get two hours worth of driving we need to stop somewhere we'll break it up with a meal oh it turns out we are at you know fast food Mm. help okay so first of all i always recommend you go to the website first and do a little bit of research so if you go to the mcdonald's website you can see everything they have you can compare calories fat sodium and just get a little bit educated before you hit the road so if you look on their website you'll see they have lots of salads and that's a really great thing so a salad is an excellent thing to get i will say the caveat is that they're surprisingly really high in sodium so if you're going to get the salad dressing with it, maybe just use half the pack and not the whole pack because that packs on a lot of calories and the not necessarily the good fat and the sodium. But they also have parfaits and I really like their parfaits because they're made with yogurt and they're made with real fruit and some granola. And so you're getting some really good goodness there. You're getting the fruit, you're getting the the calcium rich yogurt and these are things you know when you're on the road and you're on vacation we typically fall short in our fruit and vegetable intake so if you can go to mcdonald's and get some fruit in your diet and some veggies in your diet then you're doing okay and i'm i'm all for that why not you know what i'm glad you said that because the reality is when we we go to telluride and every time there there's it's an eight-hour trip and it's a very remote locations right mm-hmm. so one of our stops we have some options there's we do chipotle we'll do um there's a there's a local chain here called pita jungle that's mediterranean food so we've got some options on the front end and then of course on the back end but when you've got this six hour this six hour gap there really is no choice besides mcdonald's and burger king and i know i could pack things but like graham said it's also about stretching your legs using the restroom like my kids just it's like an activity to break up this you know eight hours um so i like the idea of just going into those places that maybe you don't think of are healthy and having a little bit more knowledge. You can get apple slices. I mean, you can get healthier things at McDonald's. I'm not gonna say it's a health food hangout, but <laughs> you do a little bit of research and then at least you go in armed and ready 
to grab some of the better for you options that they have. And if it were me, I'd always say, can you throw an extra slice of tomato on that burger? So, you know, watch your portions. If you're going to get the fries, split them. You don't, everybody doesn't need to get their own French fries. You can split them. So just kind of be thinking portions and be thinking fruits and veggies. That's what I kind of do. One kid gets the fries, the other one gets the fruit and I make them share. Mm -hmm. I think that's Um, more than fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Except I'm sitting here and I'm listening and I'm thinking the day I order a parfait and apple slices, like I'm, I'm picturing myself driving down the road and I'm picturing myself pulling into McDonald's. And the truth is, is I want one of those little ice cream cones. I love them. <laughs> I just can't deal with them. But let's kind of talk about. <laughs> the nutritionist is not on board, girl. I'm sorry. In a, in a minute, you're going to be like, hello, hello. Liz, are I know. Still with, there? The, with the hot fudge sauce, man, those <laughs> things are good. And then the nuts that come in the little baggie. Those things are, are awesome. Okay? Nuts are good. Yeah, <laughs> for, for nuts. <laughs> Finding the silver lining. I'm getting very hungry doing this. But nuts, nuts are good for you. Okay. Um, But I guess the thing, so we're all maybe starting to think about our summer travel. And I just feel, I mean, I can think back on trips we've taken recently. And it is like food waste um, after waste. I just feel so wasteful, basically. Because you're spending extra money to eat out almost every meal. And yet, a lot of times we're just and we end up kind of throwing food away or it's food that doesn't save right for example if you're if you're you know if you have a thing of french fries left over you're not going to keep that can you kind of give us any ideas about food waste and whiny kids or what to do with little ones kind of to keep them well fed it's just the money it drives me nuts it drives me nuts too you know and when you think about food waste and this is such a, a shocking statistic, but from farm to our tables, 40% of the food in this country that's produced goes to waste. So this is all, you know, a long chain of, of activity from the farm to your table. But, you know, if you go out to a restaurant and you're on vacation and you get a dish for each kid, you know, and, and it comes with fries on the side, count the fries because there's probably 70 of them on everybody's plate. And that's just way too many fries. So what you mentioned before, which was one person at the table can get the French fries and then everybody else gets fruit or a salad on the side. And so the French fries get shared between say four people instead of everybody getting their own French fries. And, and the other thing with my kids when they were younger is we would often split one entree between the two boys and it might even be an adult entree because when you order off a kid's menu you know all bets are off when it comes to good nutrition and it really saddens me that the so-called kid menu is often sort of this junk food menu so if you feel like ooh, i don't know it's just not the healthiest on that kid menu split it so two kids split one kid item and then you get a salad on the side or you get fruit on the side so at least you you make it a little bit better than what it was so sharing is a great way to cut back on food waste, and I get it. You know, you can't take it with you because if you're going to a hotel, soggy French fries, not the best thing. Right, or how many times have you tried to jam those like, you know, those little metal containers into your mini fridge? (laughs) I don't know if that happens to you a lot, but I'm jamming those little circular things in and they're always like tipping to the side and Mm -hmm. spilling sauce everywhere. So great. Right, so yeah, share, share. And you know, the great thing about traveling is that you can really expose your kids to a variety of new foods because you are eating out. So if you're traveling in the summer and you're going somewhere along the coast or on a lake or something, take advantage of all the seafood that might be available and just play, you know, experiment, try what's what's new, try the specialty of, of where you're going, try whatever's in season. So look at it as an opportunity to start to introduce your kids to some exciting new flavors. And they might be more inclined to try it 
if they're in a restaurant and they see you trying it and the waitress or the waiter is excited about it. So look at that as a positive rather than saying, oh, look, we have another kid's menu. Experiment a little bit. Liz, I love that. And we were going to get into traveling and trying the new foods in, in a minute, but I mm-hmm. want to go back to what you said about the kids' menu and splitting because that was a lesson that took me so long to learn. And I don't know, I felt like maybe I had waiter guilt, like we weren't ordering enough food. And um, But you are so right. And if anyone is listening with young children and you're just now getting to the age where maybe your second child is, is off of baby food and actually ordering real food, oh my goodness, these portions are way too big. Save yourself the money, save your kids, save the food waste, save your kids, you know, the the fight about not finishing their food, split an entree. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you're, I, I just wanna tell you, I was at this restaurant a couple of weeks ago and the kids menu was hilarious. They had four choices and they were like the standard, you know, cheeseburger, mac and cheese, chicken fingers, and like quesadilla or something. But they were called, the choices were named, I don't want it, I don't like it, I don't care, and I'm not hungry. And I just thought, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I know I was taking the orders, and then I'm like, two, I don't care, one, I'm not hungry, three, I won't eat that. And it was just so funny, but I thought, you know what, that's the kid's approach so often anyway. Like, I think after five days of being at a restaurant or a a hotel where it's the same kid's menu at every restaurant, my kids are like, I don't want to eat any more mac and cheese. It stops being like a treat, or like maybe, you know what I mean? It stops being a special occasion food and it starts being like eh, okay like more cheese and bread more cheese yeah, and bread you right. know it's so beige. it's like all the beige food which is why i say the split food. the adult entree because you're still splitting you might think oh that's kind of expensive but if you're splitting between two right or what we right. used to do when my boys were young is i would get an entree my husband would get an entree and the boys would basically eat off of our plates i mean i would portion it out because i know they have a little appetite of course they're grown up now and they eat my gosh, I can't keep any food in my fridge, but, you know, just split what the adults are eating and maybe round it out with some fruit or something else on the side. So you're going to end up spending less money and then you're going to start introducing your kids to all these new flavors. And that to me is what it's all about. Like take advantage of being in a restaurant and kind of kick it up a notch. Why not? I feel like Caesar salad is something that is is a salad most kids will eat. Mm-hmm, I agree. I a yeah. lot of kids, and that's on like every menu. And if you can get a Caesar salad with chicken, I feel like I've really hit the jackpot and it's always one of the more inexpensive dishes. Yeah, that's a good one to split. But yeah, that's but boys a- always split Caesar salad. You can get one adult Caesar and then split that. And then if you want more, you can always order more. I mean, a salad takes two minutes to prep. So get the one salad and say to the waiter, we may order another one. Let's see what the kids want. That's a great idea. I'm going to start Caesar salad tonight. I think I might be able to work that one in. I've never tried it yet. That's a very Ooh, good one. Caesar salad. It's because of the croutons. It's like a gateway drug. It warms yeah. them up to the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gateway drugs, um, let's talk about drinks and drinking when traveling, because I think that's actually important as well. Um, I kind of try to, what I do is I secretly say to the waiter or waitress or wherever we are, like, I'll get one drink, but I have them divide it into two cups and just put a lot of extra ice in there. So that's helpful. And then what about traveling with your own mini bottles? Oh, I totally recommend that. So we go through a lot of, you mean mini bottle like alcohol or mini bottle like reusable water bottle? I mean, he was going for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about show. saving money while on the road. Probably shouldn't do that. But um, but mini bottles of water. Yes, that's wise as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. As well. Of course. Well, let's talk water and then we could talk mini bottles of the other stuff. But I would definitely say 
when you're traveling, it, it infuriated me when we were traveling with the kids all the time that we would just constantly be buying bottled water. What a waste. And so I, I always would pack a reusable water bottle you know, there's four of us, I would pack four of those bottles. And so then we could refill them in the hotel or whatever. And so you're not constantly wasting all that plastic and then you're saving money. So a reusable water bottle, everybody has their own. That's a great thing to pack along for your road trip. And then, you know, even if you're at a restaurant, I always say, avoid the soft drinks because you know when you're on vacation you're going to be eating more goodies you're going to have to get that ice cream every day after all it's summer and so you're consuming all this added sugar so when you're at a restaurant you can do mm, seltzer water split with some 100 percent fruit juice so make your own little seltzer just ask the waiter we want soda water for everybody you know club soda but add a splash of oj to it and so you save money that way you save calories you're not adding all that sugar um, and as far as your little mini bottles uh, for the adults, sure, go for it. Why not? <laughs> My grandma used to pack in her own mini bottles when she went to her favorite Mexican restaurant. And that sounds terrible. But the same point in time, <laughs> she'd it, spike it, her own beverage at the table. Well, she'd get a margarita, but it was never to her suiting. Oh, <laughs> so oh she would just take a little thing of tequila. And like, I think there's a lot of people who are starting to do this, Liz, because the truth is, is I've noticed as we get older, just the drinks the way- aren't strong enough, Chris. <laughs> No, but maybe you don't want to order two drinks because that's a fortune, you know, but maybe you just want like one. I mean, these are real life strategies. You talk about real. This is real, Kirsten. Um, uh, no, this is, I think, illegal. Wait, but Liz, getting back to it's your point about cheating. Yeah. I, I'm going to go back again though, to the kids meal. That's the other thing is when you order off the adult meal, there's no soda included where when it's in the kids meal, you have to deal with like the mom, please, we're on vacation, mom, please, you know, so, <laughs> so the other thing is like, I'm sorry, the adult food does not come with the free soda. So we're just going to get waters. You know, that's it kind of saves you from being the bad guy. Like, let's make the waiters the bad guy. I would have. And it's so funny because and I know you're going to think I'm totally a weirdo. But when I was a kid, I knew from an early age I wanted to be a dietitian. I was like 13. Right. And I decided and I don't remember exactly why, but I decided that for the rest of my life, I was never going to drink a soft drink because I didn't want to give my money to the soft drink companies because I knew it was just water and sugar, basically, and artificial color. So Mm -hmm. to this day, I've never had a soft drink since I was a kid. And I made it sort of a more of a political, you know, statement than anything. And so you could say to your kids, you know, I whenever I do kids cooking classes, I always show the kids how much sugar is in a soft drink, you know, teaspoon wise. And I I have them hold like a baggie with all this sugar in it. And it blows their mind like, ew, I'm really drinking that. So tell the kids, you know what, we're gonna save the sugar for ice cream later. Yeah, they put that at our dentist office. How much sugar is in a can of soda? It's disgusting. It's nasty. And and again, why give your money? I'd rather buy ice cream personally than a soda. So you gotta cut back somewhere and just kind of try to explain it to the kids that way. You know what else I did, Liz? I bought my kids, um, I got, we went and I I splurged a little bit, not like, not crazy. I mean, my gosh, water bottles are now like $100, but (laughs) I got my kids like a medium grade water bottle. Um, But I let them like pick out their color and then we got stickers to put on it. And now that they've got their cool water bottles with stickers, like that's kind of a prized possession now. So those are definitely coming on our summer vacation. Mm -hmm. That's smart. I love the, the swell style water bottles because it does keep the water really cold. And it's not like those plastic bottles that are sitting in the car and getting the waters warm. And you're like, ooh, what's what's in that plastic water bottle? But the swell bottles, are, and that's a brand, but you know the style. Yeah. 
and yeah. the metal. And you just, I always feel like um, that's much more desirable, right? Because I can have my cold water all day or my whatever well, other beverage, you know, I'm putting And I found too, when we stay at, you know, kind of, you know, normal hotels, like, you know, if we're in a Holiday Inn Express, the people down at the breakfast place are really nice. And they'll usually, if you just ask them, let you run, you know, if you've been traveling for four or five days, you kind of want to like really wash out your bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll let you like run your bottles through their dishwasher because they have those super fast dishwashers. They've done that for us a lot. Really? You know, we're just, yeah, just, I mean, it never hurts to ask because they have the, you know, they have the fast washers, like the industrial level ones. And so they'll always kind of just rinse your stuff out you know kind of get it really good and clean That's okay funny. but it's kind of like you listeners. know how when you wash your underwear out in the sink when you're vacationing it's like never <laughs> really that clean i kind of no, think feel the same way about water but. an extra bit of underwear it takes up no room <laughs> but for um for any listeners who are traveling by plane guys make sure you empty the water bottles Oh my goodness, every vacation we took in the last two summers, we have been detained by TSA because one of my children brought a full water bottle through no matter how many times I asked. So that is so that's you'll just end a up little note. handcuffs over your water bottle. We just want water. <laughs> Leave us alone. I'm going to say Liz told me to do it. Okay. All right, Kirsten, let's take a little break. And we have a wonderful sponsor today, and that is Epic. And if you're not familiar with Epic, the website is getepic.com, but they are the leading digital library for kids' books 12 and under. But not only do you have access to over 25,000 of the best books around, but you'll also get access to learning videos, quizzes, and more. And like, why does this matter to anyone listening? Because summertime is here. And I don't know about you, but this is like when the slip and the slide starts to happen, and I'm so tired of screen time for my children. And so what you can do is you can try We have an amazing deal for everyone listening today. Um, You're basically going to get two months for free just using the code HOMEHOUR. Um, And you'll have access to more books than you can imagine. Paddington Bear, Charlie Brown, the Ramona series. I mean, everything that my kids like to read is on Epic. It has more of a like library, so to speak, quote unquote library, virtual library, than even your library down the street. And it's kind of like screen time that doesn't really count as screen time. Oh, it totally does not count as screen time for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this because what I love is that it's it's really geared for four to 12. So there's no mature content. They're not going to stumble into anything. You don't want them reading. Everything, yeah. is, everything is cool. And no in-app purchases. We have been um, surprised sometimes by some <laughs> unexpected bills. That is not going to happen with Epic. Um, yeah, or just also, when crazy stuff pops up. Yeah. yeah, I think this would also make a great gift, by the way, for anyone trying to avoid more plastic toys in their house. This is a, a great idea for for maybe a grandparent gift. It's only $7.99 a month normally, but again, with this great promo code, home hour, just home hour, not the home hour, um, at, at getepic.com, just enter that promo code HOMEHOUR and you're going to get two months for free. So honestly, I know summer is two months. I'm doing the math here, everybody. Give yeah, like this is like try it for summer. You're going to get hooked. Um, it's really cool. They've got Pete the Cat, uh, which we love. They've got a lot of the National Geographic books. I mean, I'm looking actually at the website right now and there's one with this giant great white shark with his mouth just like popping out of the water and my children love that kind of stuff they love disaster <laughs> that and sounds like your kids anything um, that eats flesh <laughs> okay so nobody nobody has stayed on this uh because our promo code does end on july 31st so you're going to want to go ahead and do home hour promo code um asap so you can get this great deal and thank you epic for your sponsorship i hope you guys enjoy it my kids have truthfully loved it so um give it a try yeah thanks, thanks. Epic. The website is getepic.com. Um, all right. So let's talk about, um, well, Graham, do you want to stay on this kids or do you want to move on to, to grownups? 
Oh, I'm happy bouncing all around. I feel like we've already hit mini bottles. So <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> I think that's a good segue to dive right into adult eating. Because I think Kirsten and I struggle with this all the time. No matter when we travel, like, you know, five to seven pounds just come on magically. No matter what we do, whether we're not, we're eating parfaits at McDonald's or whatever it is. It's just the moment I leave the house and get out of my routine, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need How the do Jaws we... music now. It's yeah. true. And I know it's like you're fu- it's fun. It's vacation. Like there is a, there is a little bit of like, you know, what, go enjoy. But it stings to come home and have an extra five to seven pounds of enjoyment around sure your waist. Does. So, sure yeah. Can you help us with this? I mean, sure this can. is like a legitimate concern for summer coming up. Well, I was thinking about this because my husband and I did go on a vacation. I mean, I was tra- talking about all the travel I did this year at the top of the show, but a lot of it was conferences and work-related stuff. And, and and Tim and I, my husband and I, in April, we were like, oh my gosh, it's so cold here in Boston. Still, we got to get out of here. So we ended up going down to Riviera Maya. It sounds very fancy. We went down to Mexico. We flew to Cancun and we stayed at one of those all-inclusive, all-you-can-eat resorts mm-hmm. called... Um, Oh my gosh, now my brain. Oh, El Dorado, Casitas Royale. I loved it. But the point I'm trying to make here is that it was one of these all-inclusive, which meant you could really overeat. And so I made some observations, and I'm going to share those with you because they can apply no matter where you're going. So the reason I think people tend to gain weight when they're away is, number one, maybe they're not moving as much. They're sort of out of their usual exercise routine. So you really want to make sure you find the time to do a lot of walking, rent bikes, whatever it is when you're on the road, and get activity into your day. But the other thing is, start your day off on the right foot, because that's going to set the tone for the rest of the day. And breakfast is an area where people can really blow it if they're not careful. And so where we were staying, they had a breakfast buffet in one of the many restaurants. And I made this really amazing observation. So my husband would get his morning cereal with yogurt and fresh fruit because he's a big fiber guy and he's got to get his fiber and that's what he likes to eat. Wait, I don't want to interrupt. Is that what he would have at home as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So So he he stayed on his routine. He stays on his routine when he's on holiday because he's He's got to have his fiber in the morning. And then he has this, you know, little bit of Metamucil there, which I was taking too because we really want to stay on track and get that extra Okay, good. Fiber. You touched because that was one of my questions for down the road. So I'm glad you okay, hit on that. Okay, let's talk about okay. Metamucil. But um, okay. Tim's been taking it for years. And I joke and I say, if you run into him at a cocktail party, he's going to talk to you about Metamucil because he's like, this is part of his routine. And it really has helped him. You want to keep your digestion on track when you're traveling and so you want to make sure you're getting enough fiber so breakfast is your opportunity to get fiber now a lot of people at breakfast will get pastries and i was observing at the breakfast buffet again not being judgmental but observing what people were getting and some people had piled their plates high with muffins and bread and all sort of the refined carbohydrate starchy stuff and they weren't getting you know their fruits and their veggies now my plate was very different from tim's because i love a few things at breakfast i love vegetables at breakfast and in mexico they have all these great grilled vegetables and i love fruit at breakfast and i also love protein and so i would get a hard-boiled egg i would get some smoked salmon like lox i would get um i'm trying to think what else like those were like my two protein things but is my oh, oh eggs like yeah so eggs um yeah the lox fruits veggies really yeah. healthy so think about not doing the starchy stuff in the morning and sticking to the fruits and veggies and the fiber and then that's going to fill you up 
you're going to feel satisfied and then when lunchtime rolls around you might split a sandwich so you go to another place but instead of each getting this giant sandwich for lunch you split the sandwich and then at dinner again you don't say it's all you can eat we're going to go hog wild and each get two entrees you each start with a salad you get an entree but you get something that's unique to the area prefer you know maybe that's again a seafood dish if you're somewhere coastal and so take advantage of what's local and what's special to the area and get your exercise in every day and then hopefully oh and the other thing is watch what you drink because if you're getting pina coladas and daiquiris before you know it you're talking three to six hundred calories a pop because you're full of sugar and that's a waste right because that's like a boatload of calories i think that's why people tend to put on weight because of what they're drinking to a large degree you just you made me realize that was an excellent point where i where i stumble and i think my problem is because my normal eating habit when i'm home is i'm constantly like grazing throughout the day which i think is what you're supposed to do and i think what happens when i travel is i know like for example right before we started this interview i ate a bowl of beans with feta cheese on them because like that's my 10 o'clock second meal of the day like i'd already had you know half a whole Mm -hmm. wheat bagel with cream cheese however when i travel i know that like i can't just run to my you know kitchen and kind of grab you know a piece of cheese and some grilled vegetables like i might do at 10 o'clock and so i'll go hog wild at breakfast to make myself be able to last to lunch and that's where i fall down so but that's what you're really saying focus like i need to grab fiber and protein at breakfast mm-hmm. i need Anything to grab some high, extra stuff off the buffet is what you're saying you could always take a banana to go or a piece of fruit to go but if you can focus on the whole grain cereal the fruit the the eggs and and it doesn't mean you're having like a three egg omelet stuffed with cheese you might if, you, if it's like a make your own omelet bar you might say you know what i just need a two egg omelet go light on the cheese and go heavy on the spinach and the mushrooms. And so you're still satisfying your craving for a really hearty omelet, but it's not like completely over the top. And then instead of getting four slices of toast or two slices of toast, maybe you get one slice or you get um, some hash browns and preferably, you know, hopefully they've got some veggies sauteed along with them. Okay, but Graham makes a good point because the snacking, that that is another thing. What about snacking? Well, it really depends on whether you have control or whether you don't have control. So if you're, say you're on a road trip and you wanna pack along some healthy snacks, what I would recommend for that is that you have one of those, a couple of those reusable plastic containers, Gladware, whatever, and then fill it with fresh fruit. So everybody has cut up fruit and you could pack along plastic forks. So you know you've got that fruit. Check, you know, right off right off the bat we have fruit. You could pack along baby carrots with some hummus or some guacamole. Easy to pack along on a road trip. You can make your own trail mix. And I think you might have mentioned this in the in your questions that you sent me earlier is that you know when, when you are snacking you tend to buy a lot of these packaged foods. And that's mm-hmm. so wasteful because you've got all these wrappers. So take back some of the control, do a little prep work before you hit the road, say the night before. So you've got your fruit, you've got your baby carrots, you maybe you've got a couple bananas to go, and then you've got that homemade trail mix. There's actually, I made this um, homemade Chex mix. I love this recipe. It's so addicting. And so I'd rather people make it themselves than buy it already packaged because it's going to be lower in sodium 
You can go heavier mm-hmm. on the nuts. If you like peanuts, you could add peanuts. Like whatever you like gives you more control. Homemade Great, thank you. Love, I think love. our next war, now that we've kind of busted the lid on sugar, is sodium. Because I'm, I think, I mean, obviously people have known it for a while, but I have a feeling sodium's going down. Because like you're saying, <laughs> Chex Mix, when you, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, right? There's got to be, what are they doing, right? Why? And when you open a bag of Chex Mix, is it, you know, 45% of your daily sodium? But if you just make it at your house, it's completely legitimate, you it's know? It's easy. And you know what? There was nothing better when your kids come home and they smell something baking in the oven. So, and it's easy, you know, to me, it's gotta be easy, right? It's gotta be nutritious mm-hmm. and affordable. So it's, it's like you, you, want, you want it all, right? And so I definitely would say the, the more you take back control, the, the healthier your diet will be. Even when we talked about McDonald's before and getting a salad, they're still really high in sodium. And so mm, pack a salad maybe before you go. Make your own salad. So I'm saying, how are they slipping sodium into salad? I think there's something up. It's the cheese and it's, you know, if there's some grilled chicken in there, there's probably seasoning and it's the the dressing. Those dressings are very high in sodium, which is why I said, just use half a packet. You don't need all that dressing, which is good. Like I always say, get the dressing on the side. And, you know, remember in Harry Met Sally, there's that crazy scene with all this like food on, you know, dressing on the side. And, you know, I think it's okay to ask for dressing on the side because then you don't have this pool of dressing sitting there on your salad. Yeah, we've got to all get over like worrying about what waiters think of us. Oh, I, do I think that's feel a like big I'm, problem. Yeah. I, I've noticed that when Liz was talking, I'm sitting here listening. And I'm thinking, you're right. I do have waiter guilt, mm-hmm. right? No, right. as long as you ask nicely and, and, you know, especially with different allergies being more prevalent and, and more people being diagnosed with things like celiac, so they have to go on gluten-free diets. I feel like restaurants are used to it and they, and they want you to ask questions. My boys are, have some allergies and I always say to the, the waiter, okay, Simon is allergic to shellfish. Josh is allergic to shellfish. You know, we can eat fish, but not, they can't have shellfish. And the waiter always says, thank you for telling us. So the, the, the wait staff wants to know. And they're really there to please. Everybody these days is on a different diet. So if you want dressing on the side, if you want your kids to split an entree, ask for it. You're the customer and don't feel guilty about it. Okay, Liz, I've got some more questions because you're, you're jogging my, my thought process of what really trips me up when I travel. Okay, I think a lot of us go to conferences, whether it's for our work, whether it's for a spouse's work. Um, okay. At four o'clock at every conference I've ever been to, they just bring out magically just a giant tray of cookies and brownies. Cookies. Oh, it's right? so And it's four o'clock and it sounds so good. And I would have never at home been like, it's four o'clock. I would like some pastries. But, you know, they're there and so is the coffee. And what do you do? Like, how do you not eat all those deliciousness? And I don't even like sweets. That's the irony is I actually like... I'd rather just sit in the corner with my sodium, but like <laughs> yeah. potato chips. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So other than going to the gift store to get potato chips, what are some other strategies for dealing with that pressure of I had no intention of eating at all right now, but now all of a sudden I see it and my eyes are telling my stomach this sounds amazing. I know it's so hard to resist, isn't it? Well, we my family every year does a family reunion 
at the Mohunk Mountain House in New Paltz, New York. I'm sure you've got some listeners who are going to say, oh my gosh, I went there growing up. It's the most wonderful sort of family reunion kind of a place. And every afternoon at four o'clock, they do tea. It's very old fashioned. And it's the same thing. They have the tea, they have all these cookies and people get in line and they are eating cookies like it's going to be the last cookie they're ever going to eat in their life. Right. And they're not even that great, but it's this nostalgic feeling. I've been doing this, you know, my entire life coming to Mohunk. I've got to have my afternoon cookies. So what I do in that situation is I obviously look at the cookies and say, all right, what's my options here? And as long as it's a chocolate chip cookie, I'm all over it. So Mm -hmm. instead of grabbing a stack, I will get some tea and I might just say, I'm just going to have one cookie. I know that's hard. I'm going to eat slowly, but I'm going to just enjoy my time with my family. I'm going to stare out at the lake and I don't want to ruin my dinner appetite. And it's so hard. I know. So I think it's really just a matter of willpower. It's like kind of making a deal with yourself. I'm going to have a cookie. I'm just having one. That's it. I'm done. Liz, you are a model of self-discipline. I know. I mean, literally, Kirsten, this lady girl, we should say, Miss Liz, has known she's wanted to be a dietitian since 13. And we're talking to a very disciplined woman here. (laughs) But I love, I love dessert. See, this is the thing. I love dessert and I love dark chocolate, but I'd rather have it after dinner. So this is sort of the deal I make with myself. I'm going to have dessert at Mohunk, right? I'm going to have a berry cobbler. I'm going to have a little chocolate, whatever. And so do I want it after dinner or do I want it now? Yeah, I want it both times, but I'm just going to have a little bit now and then I'm going to enjoy it later. And so it's all about trade-offs. You know, people think, oh, you're a dietitian. You never have dessert. No, I do. But I really try to eat healthy 90% of the time. I try to get my fruits and veggies and all my whole grains and the nuts and the beans, like you were saying, I think, Graham earlier. And so you just have to kind of you have to make some deals with yourself. I love the idea of just really approaching this, you know, with a little more intention and saying, I am, this is my life. This is my trip. We're going to be thoughtful. We're going to pack some snacks. We're going to look ahead at some of the menus of the fast food places. And we are sort of in these food desert areas. But what about when it's not necessarily just you and your immediate family? Because we do a lot of extended family vacations and I'm not the one who stocks the whole kitchen. And, you know, you're dealing with a like my husband's family is huge. So it's not just me. It's what 25 of us want to do. Um, how do you deal with uh, either, you know, being with a larger family or being a guest of someone else or, you know, at an event that you really didn't get to plan the menu for? Yeah, I mean, I would say when you're asked to bring something or you might say, can I bring a salad? Can I bring the makings of a salad? Can I bring fruit? I'd really love to bring a couple of watermelons, seedless watermelons, because those are great for picnics and who doesn't love watermelon? So maybe make it your job to always bring something healthier and take control of that. And and the other thing, too, is when you are traveling, and you know people might be making casseroles and and just things that can feed a crowd you can always you know have a few recipes up your sleeve that you could send along to whoever's organizing and say what do you think of this what do you think of that so yeah eating with intention planning your vacation with intention it's just kind of stepping back and i know we all make a lot of plans like i have to go see this site i have to see that site but the food can really be a big and important part of your travel experience and even when you're traveling somewhere kind of cool and new and different. I was thinking earlier about kids and trying new foods and sometimes even 
sharing stuff on Instagram. Just tell the kids we're going to share to Instagram when we're on vacation. And I want to see you with such colorful, new and fun and interesting foods. Let's let's do this. And and anytime stuff starts to get shared on social media, maybe your Facebook page with your family, I think kids get a little more excited about that. So show off what you see, all the sites, but show off the, the local food as well. That's a good idea in general. Just I'm going to take a picture of this fun new food you're eating because I think kids like to have their photo taken, you know, like they're doing something so special because you're right. I'm thinking we're always taking pictures when they're up at bat at T-ball or something like that. How come I've never thought to like take a picture of the new food they're trying? Mm -hmm. And then holding up that plate and they're smiling and they've tried something new. It's part of that vacation experience, especially, you know, if you're going somewhere really new and different. I was in Lisbon and boy, do they like to eat their sardines there, you know, so it's like taking pictures of sardines. I don't normally eat them here and, and I'm trying to learn to love them. They're so healthy. So just have fun with it. And Instagram is like a great way to get your kids excited. That's a sharp idea. Very sharp. Um, That's true. I actually just put together a photo album of our trip last summer. And um, yeah, I'm amazed at how many of the pictures were taken at restaurants because it was, we were, we were traveling to a different country and, and that go? was exciting for my kids. Where were you? Well, we went, we went to London, so mostly my kids were excited about eating, like, scones with jelly, and they mm, liked that, so it wasn't exactly cream. like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like they were making really healthy choices. They were very excited that, um, that jelly was one of the choices on a menu, which turned out to be jello, but they thought that was hilarious, and they thought mm -hmm. it was funny that dessert was called pudding. <laughs> they oh, just yes. Thought, <laughs> yes. So anytime something has a new name, even, maybe if they could call vegetables something really, like, you know something more intriguing i could trick them into trying it but mm -hmm. um but yeah but no we have done beach vacations where my children are more likely to eat you know a fish dish that they wouldn't so yeah um so that's a really really great point and even going to a farmer's market you know you'd be surprised there's i i live in massachusetts in a town called lexington and in the summer we have a farmer's market every tuesday so if you're traveling somewhere and this is sort of a tourist town as well then stop by the farmer's market stock up on a few things bring it back to your hotel and then you've got some fruit that you can grab as as the week progresses or maybe an interesting local cheese that you can pop into the the little mini fridge in your hotel room Right. Well, it's like we always talk about with gardening, anytime, whether it's the preschool garden or, you know, maybe you have a great home garden, but anytime children are involved in it, they kind of have some buy-in on the food. So any sort of way you can kind of tie it into your travels, like this is a local food, um, that's probably an excellent strategy. So mm -hmm. I love that idea. Meet the farmers. Why not? Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Liz, for sharing some some good tips and just getting our listeners thinking about how they can be a little more intentional and, and eating over the, the summer vacation. Um, tell everyone again where they can find you if they would love to listen to your podcast, since obviously these are podcast listeners who love to learn that way. Um, and also your website and just any other information you want to give them. Sure. Well, my, my website is Liz's with an S, Liz's Healthy Table.com. And I have a blog with lots of family friendly recipes. And my podcast is every other week I record, and it's all about healthy food for families. And I typically have guests, kind of like you do. So lots of recipe ideas and lots of inspiration for adding good nutrition and great flavor to your family's diet. And, um, I have an ebook series called Color Cook Eat, which is a coloring book and recipe cookbook series on my website. It's downloadable. And so just lots of resources. I hope people head on over and visit with me. I'm on social media so they can follow me there. And um, yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll tune in. It's always good to, to get new listeners. 
Well, thank you so much, Liz, for your time. Liz, we've loved talking to you today. Thanks so much for coming on the Home Hour. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Welcome home.